This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Friday, June 9th, 2017. Under two weeks until the step off of the 2017 season, and if you're wondering what kind of season it's going to be, let me read you something. It's something I got from DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. Now, in a decade of the field pass talking to Michael to get a sneak peek at the coming season, he's never done this. I was texting with Michael to set up our preseason interview, and when all of that had been arranged, and when I thought our text conversation was done, in fact, a few minutes had passed, I got this, quote, Dan, I've got to say from the videos I've seen and heard so far, this is going to be a killer year. I am truly excited about this summer. Like I said, I haven't gotten that kind of unsolicited enthusiasm from Michael Cesario leading up to a season in one of these interviews ever. I hope it's one of many surprises that we can expect from the next nine weeks. Michael Cesario and I will do our annual preseason dance next week in a special two-part field pass. For this week, we have a field pass to a couple more spring training camps. We'll visit Gardner-Webb University and check in on the 2013 world champions, Carolina Crown, in just a moment. But first... DCI's newest world-class core, Genesis. After seven seasons as an open-class core, the Austin, Texas-based Genesis was cleared for the leap to world-class in the off-season. I think, if anything, it, it motivated our team to get prepared a lot sooner. This is core director Chris McGonigal. Kind of lit a fire a little bit. But um, outside of that, the winter was business as usual. We've seen a significant change in spring training, though. Where are you at? Bastrop, Texas, which is about 15 miles outside of uh, Austin. It's a small community. Uh, it's, it's an arts community outside of Austin. So um, it's been great. Uh, the entire team is, is working extremely hard. Uh, it just seems like rehearsals and processes seem to be going a, a lot smoother than, than they ever have in the past. And I don't know if that's because we've finally become an old hat at this or, uh, like I said before, people just can see the urgency and, and, and are approaching things with a different gusto. Did knowing that you were going to be a world-class core this year make a difference in the number of people auditioning for spots in the core? We've been auditioning um, over the past three years, uh, about an average of 400 students a, a, a winter, um, and we saw about 450 this year. So, no, I mean, when we when the, the announcement came for world-class and, and even the announcement for being considered to, to be world-class, our team was actually already set prior to all of that. So um, I'd like to say it had something to do with it, but it didn't. And, you know, we might gather some of that data next year, but now, the team that came here, I think I feel very confident came here to be part of, of our team. What was it about this point in time that, that made you and the rest of the Genesis team say, it, it's time to go world class? Um, it, was, it was the touring and, 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 and our kids, really. Um, you know, we had been doing, last year we did 24 shows prior to championships, which is a pretty uh, extensive tour, and uh, we needed to prove to ourselves that we could do it. And we proved that, and we came back healthy and successful. Um, and so we've averaged about 19 shows prior to championships over the last three years. And so we just knew that we could tour that way uh, without having a lot of difficulty. Um, and so um, then the second thing was our kids. You know, last year we aged out 
um, the largest age-out class that we had, and six of them were with us since our very beginning in 2010. So they were with us the entire time. Um, and we've got kids in the core this year, um, age-outs and, and, and close to age-outs that have been with us for five years. So it was just important for us to, to allow them the opportunity to grow and, and take another step. And we felt that those kids were ready and they were coming back for a reason. Um, and so we just felt, let's, let's give it a chance. Let's go through the review, see where we stand. Let's, you know, give our kids the opportunity to know that we're doing that for them. Um, and hopefully that will transcend into more of, of the kids staying for longer periods of time. Let's talk about that review because it is a stringent, tough process for a court uh, to, <laughs> to go from open class to world class. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, yeah, it, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to admit that it, it took us a little bit by surprise just in the amount of scrutiny, which was great. I think everybody should go through it. Um, you, you really approach it a lot like an audit. Um, and, um, we, we had trouble early on, uh, understanding that, you know, there's a, there's a brand representation here and, and there's, there's a lot at stake when, when you're, um, representing the drum corps and a national brand. And so it's not just moving up in a competitive aspect. It's not like other, um, uh, circuits where you're really talking about just going to another level of competition. Um, so the business aspect of it was, was, uh, it was very scrutinized and, and it made us feel very good about what we've done for not only our brand, but the brand of Drum Corps International over the last seven years of our existence. And it, it opened our eyes to some things that we could do better and, and allowed us to have an outside influence on, you, you should change a few of these things from a touring standpoint. Um, you know, what is your plan for growth? We, we live in this bubble where we are for so long that having an outside influence that can look at it from years and years of experience really helped us understand where we're going for the next five to 10 years. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't painful by any means, um, but it definitely, it definitely helped us in, in the growth aspect and opened our eyes into some, some areas that we can, we can grow and, and mature um, over the long haul. Well, let's talk about the fun part. What are we going to see from Genesis on the field this summer? Well, it's a strong group. We, uh, the, the kids are working really hard. Um, I went out to Ensemble the night before last um, for the first time, and uh, we, we've got um, you know, our opener and part two are completely finished on the field, and uh, so they're working extremely quickly. Um, but uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a, another level of sound, another level of um, sophistication from what we've done in the past. Can you tell us anything about the show concept? Sure, yeah. Our show is called uh, The Other Side of Now, um, and it's it's loosely based on a political statement of, uh, of the, the, the constant struggle we have with no child left behind and, um, you know, our, our imagination being suppressed. So um, we're doing, uh, I can tell you the music that we're doing, we're opening with Imogen Heap's Hide and Seek, and that goes into a little bit of Blue Shades by Tekeli. Um, which morphs into uh, Master of Puppets from Metallica, uh, which then morphs into uh, a little bit of music from the band Genesis. Our ballad is—it's it's actually I'm, I'm super stoked about our ballad. It's—it's it's, it's really gorgeous. It's uh, Both Sides Now uh, by Joni Mitchell, 
Um, and then we end the whole show with a three-minute rendition in, in, in various formats of pure imagination. I mean, the whole show is a catalyst on music, art, and literature being the basis of our imagination and how those three facets uh, intertwine in order for our imaginations to thrive and that we're, if we take that away from our children, they, they don't have the ability to grow creatively. And so the whole show is just an evolution of creativity. Genesis director Chris McGonigal, Genesis is moving its spring training several hundred miles to the north next week to Western Heights High School in Oklahoma City with a public performance of their 2017 show Saturday evening, June 17th at the school. is your Field Pass, the official podcast of Marching Music's Major League. Do you remember just how close things finished at the top of world class last year? I had forgotten. Only five-tenths of a point from Carolina Crown in third to the Bluecoats in first with the Blue Devils wedged tightly between those two. Now, of those three cores, only one has had to cope with a big staff change in the offseason, and that's Crown. And that's one of the things we covered when I spoke with Carolina Crown Executive Director Jim Coates earlier this week. It's springtime, and uh, things are going great. You're in the same place? We are. We're at Gardner-Webb University. We kind of have full reign of the campus. You know, four rehearsal fields, a stadium throughout the whole thing, and kids live in dorms and sleep in a bed and, and have the food court to eat during the day. So uh, everything is going great, it's just like they went from one university to the next. You had a, uh, a little shuffling in the staff during the off season. Um, where did things land? Things landed great. You know, we, we had the, the visual guys that decided to go on to uh, Boston Crusaders, which is wonderful for them. Uh, they're wonderful guys. Loved working with them. Uh, I think it was good for a change for all parties, though. Um, and we were very fortunate with our short list of people that we wanted to interview with. We ended up with a couple people on that list um, that um, the transition has been smooth. And I'm, I'm I'm really happy working with the guys. Jeff Saktik has been around for years. And Rick Subel, who is the visual coordinator, they've wanted to work together right in Atlanta, uh, you know, real close to each other. So they're fortunate to get together a good bit of time. And then we have Joey Powell, who's heading up the color guard uh, from his Bowie days. And he's an alum of Crown. So, uh, and everybody that's teaching our, uh, Crown Guard is an alum of Crown. Uh, so they've been in our program for, uh, a good bit. Jim, now comes the part where I try to pry just an, uh, even a little tidbit out of you about the show. Um, you've announced music, but you're holding off on the concept for now, right? Yes. To a certain extent. I, I, over the next two weeks, um, uh, we'll put out a series of three more announcements, the one being the final one that kind of explains the concept and all that stuff. Um, I can say that the, in general, um, it is about, uh, uh, deconstructionism. Um, and I'll leave it go with that, uh, for a little bit of, 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 mm tidbit of what's going on okay but the music uh if you think in terms of the music that we're doing is a little bit different music for us 
uh, style for us that we've been been going down. Um, we're we start off familiar um, with a little fugue of a Bach, which everybody wants to hear is going to be like, oh yeah, we know that one. And as the show progresses, um, uh, we get to a a piece called No One to Know One, which is a very modern um, piece uh, by uh, composer Andy Akio uh, that happened to be a Clement Crown alum and a Cadet alum. Huh. Um, uh, and he's, uh, we heard his piece um, that, he, that he's done. Uh, and matter of fact, Vic Firth had, uh, um, spot, or had shown the, his clip on their, on their website and it kind of made its world through the social media thing. And as soon as our staff heard it, we were like, that's a cool piece. We need to try to figure this one out. Um, so it's a little bit different uh, for us by the time we get there. So that's the back part of the show, the back half of the show, really. A little bit more than half, a little bit less than half, I mean. Um, but it's but it's really going good. How much of the show is on the field so far? As of last night, we have uh, seven and a half minutes wow. on the field. I assume you'll do a, a kind of a family day at the end of spring training, and then uh, your competitive debuts, Indy, Lucas Oil Stadium, right? Yeah, that's right. We have um, what we call our preview show. We bring it back here into Fort Mill since we're about an hour away. We don't get a lot of our, our local fans come out. They do. They dribble in and out out there. We'll do a little uh, run-through, a full run-through, not dress rehearsal, but a full run-through. On Saturday, the, the I think the date's the 17th, out there at Gardner Webb for the local townspeople because they come out all night, every night and watch us in the stands um, in the stadium and, and thrilled and want to see the full show if, if they can. And then we come back to Fort Mill for a day of uh, kind of a dress rehearsal day on the 18th where we work with their local band and give them the opportunity to uh, do a fundraiser for them. And uh, we do a dress rehearsal, do what we call the preview show. And then we give the kids off Monday for water park, carowinds, amusements, and all that stuff. And then we're on on tour. Carolina Crown Executive Director Jim Coates. Crown makes its 2017 competitive debut at Lucas Oil Stadium and at theaters nationwide during the DCI tour premiere presented by DeMolin Brothers on Thursday, June 22nd. And we'll ramp up our Field Pass preseason game next week with our annual preview show with DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. And I have something new for you to try on the Field Pass page at dci.org and on the DCI app. It's a voicemail widget called SpeakPipe. When you've got it, you can simply punch one button to leave the Field Pass a voice message. Do me a favor and grab that and uh, send us during the season your thoughts, fans, your thoughts about shows, marching members. If you download the app, you can just press that button and leave me your, your random tour thoughts from the bus. On the app or on the web page for Field Pass, look for the box that says send a voice message to Field Pass and follow the instructions. I look forward to hearing from you. And don't forget, the DCI Spring Training Finale will be streamed live and for free on June 20th, and it features full run-throughs from both the Blue Stars and the Cavaliers. More info on that at dci.org and at flowmarching.com. I'm Dan Potter. The Field Pass theme is composed by Mark Higginbotham. Countdown to step off, 13 days. I'll talk to you next week.